Welcome to the Pure Energy Dogcast, where we talk about everything from dog training to dog ownership to business to God, you name it, we talk about it. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of the Pure Energy Dogcast. I'm Stacy, joined again by my lovely co-host Travis. And today we are going to discuss the three pillars to a healthy relationship with your dog. Hey guys. How you doing? Good. Good? (laughs) Excited. So the three pillars that we are going to be talking about today are trust, love, and respect. And these are important for your relationship with your dog, but they're really important for any relationship, right? Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, It's just wild how the relationship with your dog correlates with so many other things in your life. Yeah. So, you know, we say change your dog, change your life. Mm-hmm. And it really does dovetail into other scenarios within life. And it's it's amazing how much a dog can actually teach us. Absolutely. I, you know, I thank God for dogs constantly. Like just of what they've taught me in my life and then just watching how they transform other people's lives. Well, it's amazing. what is dog spelt backwards? God. Ooh, it is. (laughs) But all right. So, guys, the three pillars to a healthy relationship with your dog, trust, love, and respect. So when I'm talking about these areas, I want you to think of them as like tanks, right? I want all three of these tanks completely full and operating to make sure that you can have the best relationship possible with your dog. If any of these tanks are lacking or lower than the other, you're going to start to run into issues. And so we'll start with trust. So obviously your dog has to trust you. This isn't hard for the owners that we see and that we work with in the sense of they you know, you don't abuse them, right? You, you're loving on them and they trust you. Mm. They, you know, trust that they can live in your house safely and, you know, things like that. So the trust is there in the sense of, you know, they, they think the relationship with you is not negative, right? It's safe. Exa- yeah, safety is like a, a good word for that. Where trust lacks is usually out on the walk and in different environments. Like think of walking your dog on a leash. And if your dog is reacting out of fear or out of aggression or anything like that, it's because they don't trust you to handle the situation. When it counts. Yes. So they trust you to keep them safe as far as like they feed me and, you know, all that stuff at home, but they don't trust you as maybe a leader per Mm -hmm. se. Right. So we'll dive into that in just a minute. And then love, you know, that's another area that a lot of dog owners that we see don't really struggle too much with um, because they love to love the dogs Mm -hmm. and they love them by giving them all the things and the treats and the best affection yes the best beds the highest quality Mm -hmm. treats you know all of that good stuff they buy them cute stuffies (laughs) (laughs) but um, sometimes you can love your dog too much meaning that you love them so you don't want to have to ever tell them no Right, you don't want to have to set boundaries. You don't want to have to enforce rules. You don't want to make the dog do anything that they don't want to do because you love them so much, mm-hmm. right? So love can can kind of go both ways, right? And then respect. 
So you, your dog needs to have respect for you and you need to have respect for the dog. It goes both ways. You know, with respect, your dog has to believe that if you don't want them blowing through a threshold that they'll stop and wait because they respect you. They know that that's a boundary. You want to make sure that if they, it, you know, if you don't want them jumping on guests, that they respect you enough to go, hey, not going to make that decision. I'll keep all four legs on the floor and that's how I get pet, mm -hmm. right? So there's respect that way. But then you have to respect the dog back more so in the sense of understanding that they're a dog and respecting who they are. Mm -hmm. Because if you listen to a prior episode of ours, they're not babies, right? So they're not human children. They are animals. They are dogs. And we have to respect and nurture that primal side of them. Which comes with that, that no and then the consequence along with that, right? Like yet the yes and no, right? Mm -hmm. The trust and respect level mm -hmm. of um, the relationship. Yep. Yep. So... For trust with me, for, you know, a dog, it's like they trust you to provide for them and keep them safe as far as, like, you keep them full and you do all these things. How can we build trust with our dogs in other environments, outside environments? So, for instance, one of the biggest issues people struggle with is the walk and reactivity. Mm-hmm. How do you build trust with the dog if they are reacting for any reason, whether it's fear or aggression or any of the things? What I like to do first and foremost, first and foremost is teach a really good heel, teach really good rules and guidelines and structure to the walk so the dog has the slightest idea what they are supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. right? If it's if your walks are just a free-for-all, they, they can't really rely on you and trust you to handle a situation when it comes up because they don't even know what they're doing or what they're supposed to be doing, right? So there's really no roles that are being fulfilled. It's just a free-for-all. Mm -hmm. So if you're leading your dog on the walk and there's rules like the heel and you cannot just go mark every you know mailbox and you cannot go greet every dog on leash, then you start to have a dog who's going to start to check in with you more and be like, hey, there's something going on here, right? There is a hierarchy here. There are rules. There's accountability. And I trust that they're going to keep me safe when I see that other dog. Or I trust that they are not going to let me react, so I'm not even going to bother doing it. And one of the ways that we do that, again, is teaching the heel, but then also creating space. Yep. So every single time that we pass a dog on a walk, we create a little bit of a bubble. You know, if, if you're picturing yourself walking down a sidewalk and, an, and another person and their dog walking right past you on your left, us being on the right, we're going to bubble out even more to the right to give them a little bit of space, and then I will go right back on, on course and finish my walk. I don't necessarily have to cross the road, but I don't want to provide an opportunity for our dogs to react or bite each other or even sniff each other or get involved because I don't, I don't know that other dog. I don't know what state of mind they're in. I don't know if they're friendly. I don't know if they're sick, right? So I want to keep my dog safe by creating a little bit of a bubble and by keeping my dog safe and building that trust, my dog starts to be less on guard. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, the bubble needs to be as big as it needs to be, right? Mm -hmm. If you do have to cross the road, yes. cross the road. It depends on the dog. It depends on the other dog. Um, and, and you reading and, and being in tune with your dog's body language and understanding, you know, what all that means is, is a big key to being able to, to be successful with it. I, you know, I see it, you know, I, there's a big piece of this, which is the avocation piece, right, mm -hmm. for the dog, right? And I see it all the time with, um, 
dogs in dog parks constantly. And it's like the owners aren't advocating for the dogs, right? Like there's, there's that one dog that is just super annoying, <laughs> right? That, you know, all the other dogs are trying to create space from. And the biggest piece I've ever seen in creating trust or the fastest way that I can see a dog starting to trust the human is when that human steps in and advocates and corrects that other dog mm -hmm. for their dog or another dog, mm -hmm. right? And it's just like that instant like, oh, thank God, yep. you know, like somebody stepped in, yep. right? Because then that's where you start to see dog fights, right? Because the other dog gets so annoyed at the other dog and then reacts, mm -hmm. right? So that is like, I feel like a really good um, example of being able to build that trust and navigation in the relationship. Absolutely. And we have friends that, you know, we've trained their dogs and they always joke, you know, when we come over for dinner or to hang out, they're like, they look at their dog and they're like, be on your best behavior. Like mm -hmm. the trainers are coming over and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as we walk in, the dogs instantly act different. They don't react when we walk in. They don't, you know, have their typical shenanigans. Like we'll be sitting there eating and our friends always look down and they're just like, they're so good when you're here. They're so, and it's, it's largely because we've built and established those three pillars with the dog. So they know what to expect right. around us. And they know as soon as we walk in, since they trust us so much, ah, like mm -hmm. all the pressure is off that dog, all the stress is off the dog. We walk in and they're just like, oh, they're not going to let that dog annoy me or they're not going to let, you know, me run and bark out the window. So I'm not even going to bother doing that because that's a stressful event. Like your dog running and barking out the window isn't cute. It isn't funny. It's actually really stressful for the dog. Right, and dangerous. So, yeah, so, you know, us coming in and kind of having that relationship established kind of means that, like, we we stand for something. Like when we walk in and the dogs see us, they're like, oh, thank goodness you're here. Role. They're back. You know <laughs> what I mean? And we do our best to teach that to people. But, you know, when you're not a dog trainer and you're not living it, it is easy to let little things slide and you're not even realizing it. Like we will go mm -hmm. into conversation with friends and if their dog starts to do something, I see it right away and they're still just chatting and chatting and they have no idea it's happening. I'm like, hey, stop, stop. Look at your dog. Go correct that. Stop that there, so it doesn't turn into this. And they're like, "Oh, how'd you see that?" Because like, I watch. Right. Yeah, like you're you're always. Kind of, it's kind of like I say it all the time. Dogs are toddlers. Like you always just kind of have to have an eye out. You don't have to helicopter parent, but you just have to like be a little aware. You right. know, all of a sudden, if it gets too quiet, yep, probably should go check. Or yeah. you know, if you hear them rumbling in something that they shouldn't, you know, you're always are kind of watching out of the corner of your eye. Right, and and that's you know a really important piece of communication which you know I, I think we're gonna hit another podcast because that, that's a big deal but not looking at your dog as a human right is a good thing but also you need to pay attention just as much as you would watching your kid mm -hmm. right so you can actually communicate because they're communicating with you all the time silently and the only way you're gonna see it is if you're watching yep because it's body language right exactly yep so it, it's um, Trust is a really cool piece of it because it's it's probably one of the harder. Yes. I was just going to say, I think it's the most understood part. Like when I tell clients, you know, we need trust, love, and respect, and I go into the whole speech on it, I really feel like they kind of forget the trust. They know about the love that they think the they do a great easy. job. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I just need to work on respect. And 
Yes, most most of the time, yes. But also, they're all equally as important. You mm-hmm. cannot have two f- pillars operating at full capacity and one non-existent because then you still have you know that that imbalance with your dog. So the trust side of things, I feel like people just take that as oh yeah, like I don't abuse my dog, I don't hit my dog, they trust me, and it is so much deeper than that. It goes so much further than that. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. It's really about advocating for your dog. Like mm-hmm. for you, for think of someone that you trust and and is like a staple in your life. There's advocacy there. Like you know that they have your back. If right. something was to happen to you, boom, they're there. there. If if you needed advice, boom, you're there because they're going to advocate for you. Meaning they're going to give you all the all the information you need and what you didn't want to hear, just so that you make the best decision, so that you can go out there and and succeed. And right? Lift, That's advocating. Because sometimes I advocate for my dog and they don't want that. They want to go meet the other dog on leash, but I'm saying, uh, uh-uh, buddy, nope, that dog is weird. <laughs> like we are going to walk this way. And and they might not love that they didn't get to say hi, but I was keeping them safe, right? An- yeah, another opportunity, uh, you know, in those circumstances, when your dog's doing what you want them to do, reinforce it. Mm-hmm. Good, good boy, good girl. Yep. Yes. Like Absolutely. that's that's what I want, and that that uh, okay confirmation. Okay, we're on the same page, right? We're building we're building that trust. Like that's advocation as well. Yep. Absolutely. So the next pillar is love. And again, I hit on this a little bit. Yes, everybody does a very good job of loving Fluffy and giving Fluffy the best toys and the best food. And Fluffy gets to sleep in the bed and Fluffy gets, you know, its own seatbelt in the car and like all these great things that, that are good for Fluffy. But we can love our dog in a very selfish way. So you petting your dog and cuddling your dog a lot of that time a lot of the time that's for you that's not for your dog if your dog is anxious or barking or shaking or insecure or nervous you do not pick up the dog and quote unquote love on the dog you're doing it because of two reasons one you're thinking it's going to settle the dog which is very common and i totally understand where people go from there and that's a very um, human human and nice place to come from yeah. you, you think you're you're trying to do good I totally get it um, or you're cuddling them because you need it like you need to be picking them up and it's making you feel better and it's a habit you have formed right so we have to remember that our affection that we give to the dog so people say like you know when they love on the dog affection to a dog is really more so reward right like they don't process it as she's petting me that means she loves me mm-hmm. right we have to look at other areas that dogs would consider love as you know a, a, a reward right so feeding your dog in the morning that's a form of love right because you are you're giving them something they need you're providing stuff for them and and mm-hmm. that's good for them but then also anytime that you pet your dog, they can take that as, sure, just lo- like cuddling, quote unquote, love, but a lot of time it's a reward, right? Because mm-hmm. petting a dog is not natural to the dog. It's something they've learned from us, but it's not in their like primal DNA. They do not sit in the wild, like a wild pack of dogs, petting each other on the side mm-hmm. of the head, right? And just being like, good job, buddy. You know, we or got that rabbit. Other food. Yeah. Well, sometimes they share. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's, love as far as affection is a really humanized thing and I'm not saying it's wrong affection is is great 
in the right times and at the right at the right moment because if we are loving our dogs when i say loving i mean like petting and praising and cuddling our dogs at the wrong times it's actually rewarding behaviors we don't want or rewarding a negative mindset for the dog Mm -hmm. if your dog is shaking let's say a thunderstorm everybody's like oh they freak out in the thunderstorm so i let them come up in the bed i'm like no you're rewarding or the pet them and tell them it's okay. You're, you're, yeah, you're rewarding the anxiety or you're rewarding the fear. And therefore, that's why every thunderstorm, it's getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse. Because essentially to the dog, you're confirming that state of mind. You're saying, oh, good. When you hear the boom booms, go crazy, right? Yeah. And instead, we should love the dog by thunderstorm comes in, let's make you work a little bit. We do place reps. We go in and out of the crate. We do duration work. I don't pet a dog in that moment. My love Mm. is, hey, I'm going to work you into a calmer state of mind so that then you can handle this better on your own and be at peace with it. That's love. Yeah, there's a big piece of that. I mean, if you guys really listen to what Stacey just said, it's like there's a shift in mindset of love, right? And you take the selfishness out of it, right? That's true love. Mm-hmm. And you take yourself out and you, you back to trust, like advocate for the dog, right? And love them in a way of helping them get through those anxious or um, whatever situation it is that they're in a negative mindset and you help them through that in a positive way without, I guess first you need to understand how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the training part of it. But once you understand that, it's having that self-control and not going back to the way that you used to think that it helped them. Yes. Right. Yep. So it's, it's, you know, it's really changing your vision on what is love, love. right? Is this love mm-hmm. just for me or is this love because this is how the other individual interprets love mm-hmm. and I'm doing it for them, right? So it can be selfish or selfless. And I'm not saying that, again, cuddling your dog or picking up your dog because you had a bad day is bad or selfish and that that's wrong of you. I'm saying it's okay to do as long as your dog's in a good state of mind. If your dog is freaking out, don't do it then. Even if you wanted it and you needed it, wait a few minutes, let your dog settle or work your dog into that calm state of mind. And then once they're calm, then pick them up and cuddle them. Do you (laughs) know what I mean? So it's just kind of making sure that you're loving them in a good way and not in a, a... tougher way and you're giving love at the right time mm-hmm. right and they'll indicate when that'll work and you have cupcake dogs that will never have an issue mm-hmm. right but if, if you have a reactive pit bull right and you know that if he's stimulated and you're petting him telling him good boy and loving on him you're securing that mindset yep exactly and then the last pillar is respect and again this is the one that when most people hear me talk about this topic they know they're like yeah yeah my dog doesn't respect me he doesn't listen he doesn't you know all all that stuff so this one i feel like is even though it's the one that people need the most help with as far as like what they'll admit to needing help Mm -hmm. with it's actually an easier one to teach because that's the rules and the structure and the following through and the boundaries that if you can understand the trust and the love you can easily implement the respect Mm -hmm. if you cannot understand trust and love implementing respect is extremely difficult. You become out of balance yes. with the with the pillars. Yep, yep. exactly. So with respect, it, it is not an egotistical, I am the alpha, <laughs> da, da, da. Like, I hate when people say that because I'm just like, I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like, 
let's let's cool off. Like it's okay. We're good. Like nobody, you know, like we're all okay here. Um, so respect is basically just let's let's listen to each other, right? Let's respect each other. It goes both ways. I don't want my dog just to respect me, and then I don't plan on listening to my dog at all. I have to read my dog, right? It, you give respect, you get respect, right? Mm -hmm. So first I have to teach my dog what I want so that my expectation of respect is, is lining up with reality. Mm -hmm. Because if my dog, if I haven't taken the time to condition certain commands or condition training concepts not and fair. then my dog is not doing them he's not disrespecting me he has no idea what i want him to do you're actually disrespecting the dog because it's not fair to the dog yeah right so we have to have a clear you know level of communication so that we can really set the boundaries of what is respect right so you know, if you don't want your dog jumping on guests, you have to go through training protocols and then reinforce it. If you don't want your dog, you know, pottying in the house because you think that's rude and disrespectful, then yes, you have to go through potty training. If you don't want your dog to go crazy in the crate and try to break out, you have to do kennel conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. If you want your dog to be in a more calm state of mind, you have to work on place and mindset training. You have to implement these things and then hold the dog accountable to them. And that's where, okay, he's listening to what I'm saying. Therefore, I feel like he's respecting us mm -hmm. now, right? Yeah. So the dog will listen once you teach it and then follow through. So good. So if you don't follow through, you're teaching that you don't have to listen. No. So at the end of the day, if your dog is not listening to something, it is because you're not following through. You are not providing the information necessary to complete the puzzle. Mm -hmm. That's so good. You know, there's, <laughs> Thank you. There's, uh, I mean, it's so easy to go autopilot in life, right? And especially, you know, with your dog, you know, you have other things in your life that's, you know, chatter that's going on and, and different circumstances. But, you know, it goes hand in hand with your dog, with everything else in life. If you're autopiloting through things and you're, you're not consciously paying attention to what's happening, you can't change it. Absolutely. Right. Like you, you really need to be conscious of. Am I filling up these pillars, mm -hmm. right, with with the relationship with my dog or outside of that relationship with other relationships? Mm -hmm. And having those pillars imbalanced, which one's out of balance? Yep. Right? Like, okay, we need to focus on the one that's the lowest. Yep. Right? So you're not going to start overcorrecting your dog if there's no trust there. If you start seeing fear in your dog, okay, we need to start implementing some some advocation you know you have to have all three pillars operating at full capacity trust mm -hmm. love and respect if you're lacking with trust or you're lacking with love or you're lacking with respect you are going to see issues with your dog you're going to see you know problem areas in your relationship and it's just not going to be comfortable it's not going to be happy it's out of balance it's out of balance right we want to make sure that if we are seeing something that's off we can stop and look back and go okay do i need to build more trust with my dog do i need to structure my love better and make sure that i'm loving them in a way that's serving them and not loving them in a way that's creating havoc mm -hmm. and is there respect not only respect that the dog has for me, but am I respecting the dog by reading you and advocating for you and making sure that you are comfortable and you are taken care of, mm -hmm. right? So 
we have to fill all three of those pillars. And our pastor said this a while back, and I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but he said he has to um, lead, feed, and protect his his church. And when he said that, I was like, that really goes hand in hand with our trust, love, and respect. So for trust, that's protection, right? So protect. Love, feed, mm-hmm. right? Because we're feeding you whether it's affection or food or, or good things, Guidance, right? Yep. And then respect, that's leadership, yep. right? So they really all do go hand in hand. So if you can't remember trust, love, and respect, please remember lead, feed, and protect. Yes, right? That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have today, guys. We'll see you next week.